0: Thank you for joining me for today's Beastwatch News Update, news from the internet's most comprehensive Bible prophecy news website, BeastwatchNews.com. I'm Kimberly Rogers Brown. Biden has pivoted toward China within his first week in office, but few have noticed it. I will explain this in today's report, but first, here is an important message about personal cyber security, which also has something to do with the Maoists' plans for you. For the first time since the creation of social media, you and your family's lives are at risk It isn't about advertising anymore. WhatsApp will put the people in your phone's contacts in danger of being spied on, threatened, and even punished by the U.S. government for their association with you. The danger that WhatsApp now poses is not only to you, but everyone who is a contact. And I believe it has to do with the latest backlash of the left Maoist communists against the conservative religious right. Nearly 2 billion people around the world who use WhatsApp, the Facebook-owned instant messaging service, were greeted with a giant pop-up on January 13th when they launched the app saying WhatsApp is updating its terms and privacy policy. Clicking through led to a 4000 word privacy policy which states that WhatsApp will now reserve the right to share data such as phone numbers, IP addresses, and payments made through the app with Facebook and other Facebook owned platforms like Instagram. It also says that if people use WhatsApp to talk with businesses that use Facebook's hosting technology to manage those chats those messages could be used by the business to target people with ads on Facebook. Unless people agree to these new terms they will be locked out of WhatsApp on February 8th. Well, why is this happening and what does it mean? The first article link explains how the U.S. used social media to gather information about you, so get over to the article and click on that link, and the second one explains the kind of information the U.S. gathers and how it is used in quote-unquote legal cases We know, of course, by now that the U.S. government no longer even makes a pretense of using legal channels to punish people. Last September, Facebook, Google, Microsoft, and Twitter met with U.S. government officials to discuss their preparations for the 2020 election. Agencies in attendance included the FBI, the Department of Homeland Security, and the Office of the Director of National Intelligence they talked about how industry and government could improve how we share information and coordinate our response coordinate our response oh coordinate our response to better detect and deter threats what threats this article asks Purportedly, they were discussing protecting the integrity of the 2020 election using the false allegation that Russia... Had interfered in that election. Google invested in systems to detect phishing and hacking attempts, identify foreign interference on its platforms, and protect candidates' campaigns from digital attacks. But these same systems can and will be used to identify those who are now dubbed domestic terrorists by the Democrats. They now use the capital building incursion by the few to broadstroke the many and want to redefine the term domestic terrorists. The Domestic Terrorism Prevention Act of 2021 will expand the surveillance and police powers of the national security state in the name of combating dangerous extremism a very subjective and broad term that can be made to apply however the government decides it should be. Many now suspect the heads of the government agencies mentioned above were involved in trying to rig the election in favor of Biden. And we now know that Facebook was widely used for that purpose. What's worse is that those who rigged the election also want to do a big backlash against conservatives and religious people, especially those who supported Trump or voted for him. Back in May of 2011, Julian Assange revealed that Facebook is a U.S. intelligence arm spying on Americans. Those who continued using Facebook after this revelation understood they were volunteering the details of their lives to the U.S. government's big databases through which would one day come retribution against those the U.S. government decided to punish, remove from life to a FEMA camp or even kill. We knew that but we continued using Facebook anyway. Facebook is used voluntarily Users garner friends and likes, but Facebook knows each user is not actually connected to each friend. People often have thousands of friends which they do not personally know. Facebook's platform, though, is based on gathering behavior patterns and using those to sell you stuff and tailor ads according to your known preferences because of what you clicked over time. These have become annoyances, but Facebook is now moving beyond the mere behavioral data into actual information gathering on individuals. What if the U.S. government wanted more than just behavior patterns provided by Facebook and Google, etc.? What if the U.S. government now wants to know your real, specific, and tangible connections to friends and family. And why would the U.S. government want this information? Well, for the purpose of this report, how would the U.S. government secretly obtain that information? That brings us to WhatsApp, January 2020, updated privacy policy. I do not believe it is a coincidence that the update came in the same month when Joe Biden took the presidential office. So how would a behavioral research company Facebook supply the US government with hard data about people's actual friends and family and other outer circle associates? Well it would use its other company whatsapp that does have that data whatsapp's data would always be kept separate and the Facebook corporation would not have access to data which comes directly from the users phone contact list nor would they access chats said Facebook's whatsapp company in its privacy policy end-to-end encryption and this promise attracted millions of users and so we surrendered our phones contact list to WhatsApp. The US government wants to create a big old database of actual relationships between people in order to possibly blackmail people by threatening their families and friends for disobedience. Disobedience to what? Anything the government demands that you do, like, you know, take the COVID vaccine, for instance, or for exercising your free speech against President Joe Biden or the Democratic Party's policies in another, for instance, this information, in the worst-case scenario, could be used to take away children from right, conservative, and religious families, or to put family members in re-education or death camps when the time comes. That's the worst case scenario. The best case scenario is for further targeted ad campaigns. Either way, the nefarious left having this information will result in some kind of assault On right conservative and religious people. When the Democrats began to publicly announce that private citizens needed to be punished for their Republican affiliation by losing jobs and having their children taken away, that PBS attorney who said this was fired but likely not for the sentiment, but making the public statement and making other threats against voters for Trump generally, I wondered how they were going to pull that off. They would have to track individuals through mountains of paper trails or electronic trails, IRS records and county and state records, etc. So how would they get to your actual family and friends? How could they get those relationship records? By coordinating and collating Facebook's information with your WhatsApp contacts. But there's a problem. Facebook can't simply disregard its own privacy policy. The New World Order, who now call themselves globalists, still have a duty to let people know what's going to happen to you even though they try to hide that information more and more so thank god for the people who read january's privacy policy policy update and sounded the signal for the rest of us who don't it's even deeper than that and goes beyond political party affiliation though It's not just about the man you voted for. It's about your rejection of the left Maoist communist Democrat ideology that surfaced in this election. So to re-educate those who rejected the left, they not only have to re-educate you, but all the people that you influenced, starting with your inner circle and moving out to mere associates. To do that, more verifiable relationship information from Facebook was needed. In the September 2020 meeting that I mentioned already, between the anti-Trump intelligence services and and the Facebook, Google, and Twitter corporations, they said that this was for election security. Well, that's a nice way of saying they want to track Trump supporters. They want to track those who will rise up against Biden's Maoist communist pivot. And hang in here, because later in the report, I will tell you how he is already doing that under everyone's noses, and they don't even see it. The way for Facebook to provide actual relationship information to the U.S. government is through the contact list on each of our phones. So... They changed WhatsApp's privacy policy so that now they can force you to give that information and can verify which of your Facebook friends are in actual relationships with you and know what those relationships are, family, friends, associates, or just one-time contacts. This new data collection method, which will begin on February 8th, and actually it's already started, uh, is for the purpose of data collection and continued spy programs against Americans and eventual grouping of our families and friends into groups of people who need re-education or killing. Now, I have deleted my WhatsApp account so that people associated with me have a chance of not being verified as associated with me. Can't you imagine the interrogations? Picture yourself in this situation where you've been called into a police station or FBI interrogation room, or they simply have visited your home. So the questioning begins. So you know kimberly rogers brown yes and you messaged her about your dislike for president joe biden um i don't know i guess so you did We have the messages you sent via both Facebook and WhatsApp that prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are against President Joe Biden because the data between your Facebook and WhatsApp accounts match. This makes you a traitor to the U.S. government. No, sir, I love America. Oh, really? Then why were you conspiring with Kimberly Rogers Brown to leave the United States to live in Jordan? Blank stare. Gotcha. And then the beatings start, after which you will be hauled off to incarceration without a trial, as was made possible under Barack Obama's administration under the National Defense Authorization Act, the NDAA, But not only you will be treated this way, but your loved ones will also suffer because you agreed to give your WhatsApp contacts to Facebook Corporation. While that may or may not become a reality for you, it will become a reality for many Americans at some point in time, whether sooner or later. We can no longer afford to be voluntary subjects on social media platforms that endanger our privacy, which in turn endangers our family and friends by allowing WhatsApp or any other app to corroborate and coordinate our information for the U.S. government's ongoing spying of U.S. citizens. Last week, I said that having been a social media user has made me and you into unique individual revenue streams for Facebook, Google, and Twitter. These, of course, are the largest purveyors and traders of our information. There are others. We have made ourselves into voluntary slaves by allowing our information to be slave-traded, as it were. But this situation has now become more than mere advertising annoyances. It now endangers our lives and the lives of those we know. And if you think I'm exaggerating, then please continue listening through this article from 2014 during the Obama era titled, The Military is Already Using Facebook to Track Your Mood says the intelligence community, which implores you to not delete your Facebook profile. Author Patrick Tucker explains that critics have targeted a recent study on how emotions spread on the popular social network site Facebook, complaining that some 600,000 Facebook users did not know that they were taking part in an experiment. Somewhat more disturbing, the researchers deliberately manipulated users' feelings to measure an effect called emotional contagion though Cornell University, home to at least one of the researchers, said this study received no external funding, it turns out that the university is currently receiving Defense Department money for some extremely similar sounding research. The analysis of social network posts for sentiments, i.e. how people are feeling, in the hopes of identifying social tipping points The tipping points in question include the 2011 Egyptian revolution, the 2011 Russian Duma elections, the 2012 Nigerian fuel subsidy crisis, and the 2013 Ghazi Park protests in Turkey, according to the website of the Minerva Initiative, a Defense Department social science project, using the Open Source Indicators Program and Intelligence Advanced Research Projects Act activity, IARPA program, that looked at Twitter to predict social unrest. If the idea of the government monitoring and even manipulating you on Facebook gives you a cold, creeping feeling, the bad news is that you can expect the intelligence community to spend a great deal more time and money researching sentiment and relationships via social networks like Facebook, it says in this article. In fact, defense contractors and high-level U.S. intelligence officials say that social network data has become one of the most important tools they use in the collecting of intelligence. Defense One recently caught up with Lieutenant General Michael Flynn in this 2014 article, the director of the Defense Intelligence Agency, who said the U.S. military has completely revamped the way it collects intelligence around the existence of large, openly available database sources, and especially social media like Facebook. The information that we're able to extract from social media It's giving us insights that, frankly, we never had before, he said. In 2014, Facebook and Twitter data is changing the way that DIA, Defense Intelligence Agency, trains intelligence operatives. Long gone are the spooks of old who would fish through trash for clues on targets. Here to stay are the eyes looking through your vacation pictures." long gone is the hard way to get information here now is the easy way to get it stay on WhatsApp to corroborate your relationships on Facebook the growth of social media has not just changed day-to-day life at agencies like DIA it's also given rise to a mini gold rush in defense contracting The military will be spending an increasing amount of the $50 billion intelligence budget on private contractors to perform open source intelligence gathering and analysis, according to Flynn. That's evidenced by the rise in companies eager to provide those services. Some of them are well-known, like Palantir, the Silicon Valley data visualization giant that's been featured prominently in Bloomberg Businessweek and has graced the cover of Forbes Palantir doesn't market itself as a data collection company. They provide a tool set to help agencies visualize and share data. The company worried that partnering with the intelligence community to do social network data collection could hurt their reputation among the tech community. When the company was approached by NATO and some US intelligence groups they decided to explore the marketplace for a sentiment analysis of social network data for example you're interested in monitoring an election somewhere in Africa And you want to know who are the people tweeting on one side of an election versus the other, or who are the most influential tweeters, or you. What if you have intelligence that an explosion is about to happen at a particular square? Can you confirm that using tweets? That's the sort of thing Palantir wants to help you with. Therein lies the lie. In 2014, it wasn't electioneering in Africa that they were after, although Uganda has become a big testing ground for intrusive social media companies, Facebook and Twitter the lie is that they were already planning to start tracking voters in American elections. Remember this article is from 2014. Hillary Clinton was going to run and they were already looking for ways to manipulate the vote and to bring harm to anyone speaking against her. Many of the groups doing this sort of work on behalf of the government are small outfits you probably have never heard of and ideally you never would. One of them is a company out of Austin, Texas called Snap Trends, founded in 2012. They provide a social listening service that analyzes posts to provide insights about the circumstances of the poster, one of the most important of which is the poster's location. The company uses cell tower density, social network know-how, and various other elements to figure out who is posting what and where. Are you someone who refuses to geotag your tweets out of concern for privacy? Do you turn off your phone's GPS receiving capability to stay under the proverbial radar? It doesn't matter to Snaptrends. One tweet... And they can find you. The article explains that as people discover the danger to themselves via their social media posts, the more they quit posting. This is the reason the U.S. government needs the hard data. Michael Flynn, as much as admitted this in 2014, When asked if he was concerned that people might stop using Facebook, Twitter, and other social networks as a result of U.S. intelligence activities, Flynn answered matter-of-factly, yes, we have to be agile enough to watch how those adaptations occur, and we have to try to stay ahead of them, for when we see them and adjust our capabilities to be able to understand them, People will constantly adapt to their environment in order to survive, he said. And how has the U.S. intelligence services decided Facebook needs to help the U.S. government be agile in people tracking? Change WhatsApp. Make it no longer a separate entity from Facebook. Integrate all of WhatsApp's contacts into real-time information on Facebook. Should millions of people decide to abandon the network and seek out another one to connect to and communicate with the outside world, The U.S. intelligence community will likely already be there. In this Yahoo article, we read, Although WhatsApp's updated privacy policy states that our messages continue to be protected against Facebook, its companies, and third parties like businesses and advertisers from reading them, there are nuances and unclear contradictions throughout the new terms. According to WhatsApp's new privacy terms, our messages are being kept private all other information including our saved media IP address how long we use the app and other Facebook owned apps as well as information we may have on our iCloud and Google Drive that has been connected to WhatsApp Instagram or Facebook and connected companies has the potential to be stored on the Facebook servers. In light of these revelations, WhatsApp commented on Twitter, we want to address some rumors and be 100% clear. We want to protect your private messages with end-to-end encryption. When reading privacy terms that lay out a company's ability to share your personal information and data usage, it's necessary to recognize the nuance in sentences and phrasing. For example, WhatsApp's updated policy states that we, WhatsApp and Facebook companies, do not retain your messages in the ordinary course of providing our services to you instead our messages are stored on your device and not typically stored on our services it is unclear as to whether or not our messages are or are not stored on Facebook servers what includes an ordinary course of using our data and how our data is being shared with third parties that could be governed by foreign data laws Facebook clarified what is meant by an ordinary course of storing messages stating that WhatsApp has no ability to see the content of messages or listen to calls that are end-to-end encrypted. Folks, they don't need your messages, at least right now, because they are more interested in verifying your relationships. They have no need for your chat content or to listen in on your calls. The information they will get is the who you chatted with or called. They are trying to establish your relationships to others. However, they can get to your WhatsApp messages because the encryption and decryption of messages sent and received on WhatsApp occurs entirely on your device except through this backdoor called third-party services. WhatsApp's new privacy policy states that those third-party services may receive information about what you or others share with them. For example, if you use a data backup service integrated with our services, like iCloud or Google Drive, they will receive information you share with them, such as your WhatsApp messages. And through this back door, Facebook can obtain and turn over to the government all of your chat content and secretly recorded voice calls. The government has been known to just get this information from Facebook's affiliates, Google and iCloud. If you interact with a third-party service or another Facebook company product linked through our services, such as when you use the in-app player to play content from a third-party platform, information about you, like your IP address and the fact that you are a WhatsApp user, may be provided to such third-party or Facebook company product. Please note that when you use third-party services or other Facebook company products, their terms and privacy policies will govern your use of those services and products. Hey, how handy is that for a way the U.S. government can keep tabs on you insurrectionists against the reinstated Maoist communist Obama regime? This article also explains how to leave WhatsApp without losing your chats and other information. I refuse to have my phone contacts used to verify my relationships so the government can subject any of the people in my contacts list to this kind of danger. I will not be one of those who in this way even accidentally turns others over to the authorities. This is why I am no longer on WhatsApp and am preparing to deactivate my Facebook and Messenger accounts. The corporations and U.S. government have enough information, and better it is that they don't have my WhatsApp contacts to verify whatever information they have about my conversations with others. I hope that you can see this for yourself, too, and get away from the trap. Think about the possible danger to those you love by letting Facebook's U.S. spy system verify your relationships with people. We have been playing near the adder's hole knowing it was dangerous. Now the adder has struck and its name is Facebook's WhatsApp verification system. Get away from the adder's hole before February 8th, or Facebook and the U.S. government will be able to punish people in the future just for being associated with you for supporting Trump, being conservative, and believing Yeshua is the Messiah, God, and King. This new move on the part of Facebook to incorporate WhatsApp information into the spy system holding your data is just the beginning of President Joe Biden continuing America toward the Great Reset. Now, I'm not saying to stay away from social media. We simply must know how those platforms use our data. The two platforms getting the most new customers are Signal and Telegram. Signal saw 17.8 million new downloads and Telegram saw 15.7 million downloads between January 5th and 12th. Which one is better for entrusting with your data? Well this article will list the facts and then you can be the judge, although these are not the only two alternatives out there. Signal is experiencing a competitive edge after being endorsed by Elon Musk. The end-to-end encryption app was founded in 2018 by Americans Brian Acton and Moxie Marlinspike. Acton is actually a co-founder of WhatsApp who left the platform three years after it was bought out by Facebook and Marlon Spike was once a big wig at Twitter before leaving to be CEO of Signal full-time. Signal offers end-to-end encrypted messaging group chats and voice calls with the option of choosing self-destructing messages for added security. Unlike WhatsApp, Signal has super tight encryption that is always enabled, which means that third parties, law enforcement, advertisers, and the Signal company itself will never be able to see to or retrieve your chat history until the day they change their privacy policy. Telegram is owned by Russian entre- entrepreneur Pavel Durov, who also founded popular Russian social networking site VK. Features of the app include encrypted messaging, groups, chats, and voice calling. For added security, there is an option of secret chats, which forces the app to delete your messages from the recipient's history on the other side. Much like Signal, Telegram also has a self-destruct option for messages to be destroyed after a set timer. Signal bears watching, and I will be reading their updated privacy policies as they appear in the future. As for Telegram, the truth is I trust the Russians more than I do the U.S. government right now. Joe Biden is making quick, rash decisions in government policies while his sycophants, the mainstream and social media and tech corporations are only starting to tear into Trump followers and religious people. But don't ever sit back on your laurels thinking the only reason for getting off of a social platform is because they use your posts as advertising criteria to target your interests. This has changed, and we must all be wary of how our information is being gathered for use against us and our families and friends. Joe Biden is already pivoting America toward Maoist communism, and the Chinese use social media as a spy tool, just as does the U.S., China doesn't use or need Google and Facebook and Twitter to track Chinese citizens because it has TikTok and other social media platforms created by the communist state. But China uses these and other platforms like LinkedIn to recruit spies, to spy in the U.S. for its purposes the Chinese government has long scrutinized individual citizens for evidence of disloyalty to the regime. That's coming to the U.S.A. now only now it is beginning to develop comprehensive constantly updated and granular records on each citizen's political persuasions, comments associations and even consumer habits America is going in this direction, folks. Even more worrying is that the government will be technically capable of considering the behavior of a Chinese citizen's friends and family in determining his or her citizenship score. For example, it is possible that your friend's anti-government political post could lower your own score. Threats by Democrats now puts American private citizens across the aisle in danger in the new Maoist Biden administration. And speaking of Biden, he wasted no time in pivoting the U.S. toward China from his first day in office. How's that, you ask? He has not yet really dealt with China, even though China sent him a private message by illegally flying 15 bombers into Taiwan's airspace a few days later to taunt or send a message to Biden. Instead, he signed 15 executive orders, one of which destroyed 11,000 jobs. But these aren't related to China, right? Oh really? The rest of this report is for your consideration on the direction America may be headed. This Epoch Times article hints at Biden's reason for the decision to close the Keystone pipeline. The pundits are puzzling over this one but it has something to do with China. The article titled, Keystone Oil to Go to China Hello, says Senator Mike Rounds, Republican from South Dakota, criticized President Joe Biden's revocation of the permit for the Keystone Pipeline, saying the oil that would have traveled through the pipeline will go to China or another country or be shipped to the U.S. by rail. Look, they're going to pump the oil. And it's going to go someplace it's too valuable not to and we still need the oil so it's either going to be shipped to other countries including China rounds said the oil some or most or even all of it will end up in China and not because China has less strict carbon emission standards This article by the Galeon Inquirer says Joe Biden's canceling the Keystone Pipeline is a gift to America's adversaries and that Russia and Venezuela will be thrilled to know their market share will increase thanks to the Biden administration's fumble. Canada has lots of oil to sell. Keystone's oil will simply be sold elsewhere to China. Probably as the world's largest oil importer at 10 to 11 million barrels a day. China would love to buy oil from anyone but America. Canada needs revenue and jobs. China needs oil. Losing our northern neighbors, reliable, inexpensive and abundant crude to the Chinese Communist Party nation would be a foreign policy collapse but if Biden wants to continue the Obama-Biden tradition more foreign policy disasters are to be expected ah such a deal shut down the pipeline so that Canada will be forced to export the oil to China making it look like Biden's hands are clean in putting oil into China's economy America's not exporting oil to China, nope, it's Canada, our best friend to the north, doing that, bad Canada, bad Canada, at the same time, he will be watching Canada's oil go to China, Biden will be buying Chinese wind and solar technologies with borrowed American tax dollars that will also put more money into China's economy and help them to reach the economic superiority they so badly want. Meanwhile, Russia will be selling its natural gas to Europe, while America will join the other eunuchs of the Paris Climate Accord to keep China and Russia laughing at all of us. So for some Biden's move makes no sense but if we think about motivation we might find one it may be and I'm just saying maybe that this Keystone Pipeline shutdown is the start of Biden repaying China for its support of him during the 2020 election which has now been followed by another China pivot that I'll explain to you in a minute But if this is the case, China could make other demands of Joe Biden, and he will cower and crawl before Mao Zedong's spiritual descendant, Xi Jinping. Do you think this is a possibility? Not only will the oil be shipped to China, but now America will need jobs to replace those jobs lost, right? In comes jobs from the solar and wind energy sectors. The problem is that those jobs are mostly in China. But this could open the door for more incursion into the U.S. by China. Let me explain. Could Biden be paving the way for the U.S. to follow the rest of the world's footsteps in letting Chinese manufacturing into the country, starting with solar and wind jobs? If so, China could do to the U.S. what it has done to other countries and regions of the world, move the manufacturing in along with Chinese workers, while employing only a few of the local populations. Let's look at how Chinese manufacturing worked out for Latin America and South Africa. In this article from... 2014, titled Chinese Firms to Localize Labor in Latin America, we read about one of China's biggest and bestest habits, replacing local workers with Chinese ones. Major Chinese corporations including China Harbor Engineering Company, Shanghai Construction Group and China Railway Construction Corporation have fueled Latin America's ongoing construction boom, making large scale investments in transportation, logistics and other sectors. Folks, this is not economic expansion. It is for the purpose of total global hegemony. Chinese manufacturing operations in the U.S. will require the same investments in roads and infrastructures. I recently wrote about China's spread all over the globe with its Belt and Road Initiative. Is Biden planning to add America to China's belt and road by getting rid of jobs based on energy independence to jobs based on dependence on the Chinese solar and wind jobs? Is he setting it up so that China can rescue American jobs? the article further says these firms also contract Chinese labor rather than local workers a practice which has become one of the more high-profile and contentious aspects of Chinese engagement in parts of Latin America substituting Chinese workers for local labor first became prevalent among firms operating in Africa, where many low-wage workers lack literacy or other basic skills. QZ.com reports that because of China investing in South Africa, there are now about 500,000 Africans in China, while the number of Chinese in the 54 African countries ranges between 1 and 2 million. This report titled Recent Chinese Migrants in Small Towns of Post-Apartheid South Africa from 2009 says the new Chinese immigrants are similar to the Indians in Kenya, the Lebanese in West Africa, and the Asian Americans in the U.S. Hang on to that one for just a minute. They have clearly come to Occupy a unique gap in local economies. A 2013 Reuters report shows the damage that Chinese investment in South Africa has done. The Chinese are ripping South Africa's raw materials out of the ground and importing a Chinese labor force. South African exports have diminished and along with that over 750,000 jobs over the decade from 2003 to 2013. Expressing the concerns of many African governments, South African President Jacob Zuma bluntly warned that such an unbalanced pattern of trade was unsustainable. The romanticized relationship surrounding China's investment in Africa has passed, said Alex Vines, head of the Africa program for the Chatham House Research Institute with the world's youngest and fastest growing population the main pressure on governments in Africa is to provide jobs having the Chinese take those jobs doesn't help he said China invests billions of dollars in infrastructure in countries around the world, and then they take over the raw resources, export more Chinese goods to those nations while diminishing imports from those nations, all the while taking away employment from local workers in favor of Chinese. Everywhere China goes, the Chinese labor force increases with Chinese workers and the local people lose jobs. In the Latin American countries, nearly all the workforce is Chinese, mainly in the Caribbean and other smaller Latin American countries. The quantity of Chinese employment in some countries can start having macroeconomic effects stemming from increasing remittances. And Chinese workers recruited by Chinese companies in Latin American countries have been involved in protests. In Trinidad and Tobago, for instance, the outflow of remittance has been higher than the inflow since 2014 and around $43 million in 2015. The recent Chinese migration has played a significant role in this process. Okay, stop. What does this mean? Remittance outflow means the flow of money leaving a country. In other words, Chinese workers in Trinidad and Tobago are sending more money to China than they are spending in Trinidad and Tobago. The road that Biden is now taking America on appears to be the same Belt and Road initiative China has accomplished in other countries. There is another EO from Biden's office that points to this. I'm talking about his EO on racial equity, and I'm surprised that no one has picked up on the hidden meaning behind it. Here are Biden's own words regarding it. Today, I'm directing federal agencies to combat the resurgence of xenophobia, particularly against Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders that we've seen skyrocket during this pandemic. This is unacceptable and it's un-American. I've asked the Department of Justice to strengthen its partnership with the Asian American and Pacific Islander community to prevent those hate crimes. Wow, that's a Pacific pivot toward China. Earlier in the speech, Biden talked about blacks and Latinos' economic struggles and that they are dying of COVID at rates nearly three times that of white Americans. He goes on and on about these inequities. But about halfway through the speech is when he says the EO is meant to address xenophobia against Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders. He doesn't talk about xenophobia against blacks and Hispanics. Wait, did you not know that there is xenophobia against Asian Americans in America? No? Neither did I. So what's going on? Biden is preparing Americans For an influx of Chinese, which may come through Chinese manufacturing of solar and wind products on American soil. It is unlikely that he is quietly telling Americans to just accept those Chinese soldiers when they arrive. More likely, those soldiers will arrive within the stealth invasion of Chinese workers and he wants Americans to not be wary of the increasing Asian population Biden also is not talking about just any Asians either This Asian reference is specific to the Chinese that may soon come flooding into America Biden is continuing Obama's Pacific-China pivot In addition to a soldier workforce in America's solar and wind manufacturing plants will be more Chinese spies. Eventually, it will be the Chinese government that accesses the Facebook-slash-WhatsApp databases to come after anti-Maoists. Think about that for a minute. I will end this week's report with a word about the links to topics and articles that I could not include in the report this week so much is going on that I can't include everything so please continue by clicking on the links at the end of this article and I leave you with this Psalms 130 verse 7 let Israel hope in the Lord for with the Lord there is mercy and with him is plenteous redemption Luke 21:28 And when these things begin to come to pass then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draws near That's it for this Beastwatch News update this is Kimberly Rogers Brown signing off click over to beastwatchnews.com for full comprehensive coverage of all the headlines fulfilling end of days bible prophecy